Hey everyone, it's Jake here. Thanks for joining in to the Wellspring Podcast. If you're ready to be encouraged, but also challenged to live a bold life for Jesus and get rid of the old useless traditions of man, well, you've come to the right place. So buckle up and let's dive into this week's message. Thank you, Lord, that you make up the difference. Lord, as you've called us to follow you, as we lay down our life, as we confess our sin, as we turn our life to you, Lord, we depend on you for every, in every area. And Lord, just like that song we sang, Jesus have it all, Lord, I pray that that would be um, really a theme for this, this whole upcoming year, that Jesus have it all, every part Spirit, soul, and body, our, our, our life, our hearts, our emotions, our feelings, our mind, our health, our families, our marriages, our children, our jobs, every part, it all, we give it all to you. That we would not have anything that we say, Lord, I, I got this on my own. I don't need you. But Lord, we surrender every part every part, every compartment of our heart, we surrender to you. So Jesus, have it all. Open up our ears. Let us hear what you're speaking. Open up our eyes. Let us see what you're doing, that we may follow you, that may we be, I want to be right in the middle of what you're doing in the land so, Jesus, we honor you and we praise your name. And everyone says, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you guys. What a power. I feel like we could go home right now. I say that all the time. Sometimes I get up here and I'm like, I feel like we could go home right now. I feel like he's already done so much in our life. But today I do have a few things I want to encourage you. And I feel like, uh, and I believe that how we end, you know, they say how you end something is how you're going into the next thing. So we're going to get some one, two, threes on how we do that today, because today is, look at your date. It's one, two, three, one, two, three, isn't it? That's what it is. Look at your calendar. It's 12, 31, 23. So it's one, two, three, one, two, three. So I got to give some of those. So today I, I, I'm a, I want to share this a few years ago. The Lord revealed to me what I believe is a big enemy to his church or a, a word or kind of an attitude. And it's called, it's called the enemy. And you want to know the name of this enemy? It's called probably. And I wrote down this years ago, the enemy named probably. And it's a word that we use that... You know, when, when, when you think you may do something and somebody would ask, are you, know, are you going to do that? Yeah, probably. But there's an underlying kind of feeling or attitude that it's more like a probably not. And I want to read a couple of scriptures. Matthew seven twenty one says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. 
James 1.22 says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. I pray that we all, all of us in this room, are people of faith in Jesus. That we're people of purpose, people with a mission, or I like to say we're people with a commission. Because when Jesus ascended into heaven, remember he, he died on the cross, he rose again, he was with them. And before he ascended into heaven, he said, I'm going to send to you my spirit that's going to be with you that you may have, have power to be witnesses into all the land. And the church began. And he said, I'm going to be with you. So it's a commission. But if we set out to build something, anything, you build it on purpose with purpose, not on probably. I, I have a lot of unfinished things. I'm like, you know, I'll probably get to that next week. How many else am I talking about? You have those things. Yeah, I'll probably. I'll try. And it becomes, you know, to be a, a probably won't. And I see that in church. You know, if you ask somebody, you want, you're going to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be there. More times than not, I've heard, heard that with hope and got answered with, they really meant probably not. Yeah, I'll probably be there. Oh, there's an enemy here. Its name is probably. Probably and maybes end up being not likelies or hardly evers. Today, I'll probably have a good day. I'll probably read my Bible. I'll probably pray. And, and maybe he's a close kin, maybe. Maybe I'll work out. Maybe I'll show some love to my spouse. Maybe today will be a day to eat better. Maybe today, these, these probabilities and maybes can actually become enemies of determination and purpose. Probably is determined by feeling. Probably is determined by outward circumstances. Every little one. Probably, and this is just what I've seen and experienced, a lot of times our probabilities push everything to tomorrow. My boss years ago, a.k.a. my father-in-law, who was pastor here for 30-some years, he would say, you know, have a list. And every day, it, it just at least try to get three things knocked off your list. Like, kind of like at minimum. But don't just do nothing, you know. Try to knock it off. That was just in everyday life. Be determined. Be purposeful in that. See, timeless limbo will decay your life. Ecclesiastes 10.18 says, Because of laziness, the building decays, and through idleness of hands, the house leaks. Maybe you've had great days in the past. Anybody have some great days in the past? Amen? Right there? But a building would de will decay if not tended to. You know, we're in the process of kind of tending a lot of things in this facility here, the building. We've had to do a lot of tending. Um, those that went before us, they built a, a pretty good building mostly. 
but we're going back and tending to areas that began to they began to degrade. All, all the old air conditioners, you know, that were once brand new and awesome, they're all in a junk pile now. They quit doing what they're because well, they worked fine. We could well, it was fine. We did we did that good twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, but that was a long time ago. What's today? See, today is the day to serve the Lord. Sometimes we, we want to say, well, I'll get rewarded for all those things I did in the past. And will you? Yeah, maybe. But that should never be an excuse to stop serving him today. It was good. It was great. But living only on the successes of yesterday leads to the failures of today. If I just live off, you know, I ran a lot of miles trying to keep my cardio up. Well, if today I just, well, you know, I ran a lot a long time ago. That should be enough. Then what happens to my body now? See, I can't live off the successes. Definitely don't want to hang on to the failures. But sometimes it's about the successes, the good things we've done. We can't live off those of yesteryear and stop being engaged today. There's a famous phrase that I've always been told because I, I and I, I know I run a risk saying this to everyone, but I used to be a mechanic. I know this is risky me sharing this. I used to be. Right on, I'm not doing that a lot anymore. I keep my own stuff working. But I remember this phrase, it, it happened all the time in the shop. People would come in and they, and they would always, I mean, this happened so much. They'd come in with something clanking, something banging, something squeaking, something screeching. They try to explain the noise. And then they come in and say, well, it was, it was working fine. <laughs> right. Of course, something always works fine until it doesn't. You know, it, this is my work truck here. Well, it was working fine, right, until it didn't. My job. Well, it was going good until it wasn't. My marriage. Well, it, it had been, it, it's been fine until it didn't. See, there's a law of thermodynamics. You know this. Somebody know about the law of entropy. It means, basically means that everything needs tending because all things tend toward disorder. They tend toward it. We have to tend to our life. We have to tend to our spiritual life, tend to our soulish life, our mind. We have to tend to our physical life because they will all three tend to disorder. We see so many, we see these great people of God, like of great faith, and we see them slip and fall into this sin. And we're like, what in the, what in the heck happened here? At some point, some things were not tended the way they should. And the weeds begin to grow. It's just a constant thing, isn't it? Yeah. Weeds just, they don't really want to stop. 
They just, they want to always try to get in there. And that's part of gardening is, it really is tending. It doesn't really stop. It's not like a set it and forget it type of thing. But probably, it actually means likely or even very likely. But I've noticed that our probabilities end up being, in the back of our mind, not very likely. Because it's too much up to probability. What is the probability? And so we take outward circumstances and then we assess the percentage of what the decision needs to be made. So we leave it up to a probability if I'm going to go to church. If I'm going to go, what if we did our, our job like that? I remember my pastor always said, you know, if, if, you know, if you're going to think about the eternal importance, which is actually more important, being late to church or being late to your job? So you have some temporary consequences. But if you live, I, I'm, I'm going to go there. If you live constantly late to church, later to church, later to church, and then you don't go to church, church doesn't save but a really saved on fire, you know, person that's given to Jesus will read the word and, and put together that it's his church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. All this, the word that said, talks about the importance of coming together, assembling together. So there's a lot to be said about just taking it and walking it out and not consider the probability of, I feel like it, I don't feel like it. It's a decision made down deep. Amen. Don't shout me down. I'm not even worried about it today. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens on that. <laughs> Matthew 6.33 says, Seek, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Seek what above all else? The kingdom. The kingdom of God. This word seek is search, desire, require, inquiring to investigate, to reach a binding resolution, getting to the bottom of the matter, to seek the kingdom, seek, inquire. I want to know what, what is this kingdom about? It's not just doing one thing and yeah, I sought the kingdom. It's a constant journey that on this earth, we will never reach the destination. It's constant we're constantly seeking. And the moment we stop seeking is the moment we start, you know what I mean? We start backing up. Things start coming and consuming our time. So this year, leaving those things behind and seeking him, let's seek. Seek the Lord's will above all else. Show up and show out for God show up and show out for our families. Amen. Our marriages, our friends, our coworkers. Listen, their life may depend on you just to be a light. I was sharing in, we had, you know, early prayer and, and a group come, we were praying together and I, I've, I've been in it long enough now to have, you know, some, this little, you know, a kid in our youth group that, you know, 20, you know, nearly 20 years ago, you know, just, just 
kid and youth group and and I remember teaching them a little bit how to play bass and and you know and then we we moved on God led us on get a message from him here just a month or so ago and he's telling me about these things that I taught him I don't even remember doing that it was just probably another day it was just another day doing what I do and and he was telling me he was thanking me for for pouring his life the point of that is we just don't know the impact we're making on people's lives. Just showing up, being the light. We don't know the impact. We may not understand all the fruit, but I'm telling you today, don't show up and don't let this year, 2024, come up to the, you know, whether you show up or not, be just how you feel or the probability. And today, oh, I, I maybe I feel like it, maybe I don't. Be determined in your heart because at that that season, I remember I was going to be pouring into that youth group. It was not an option. This is, this is way back before we were so scared of like fever. I mean, it was like, it didn't matter how, how sick I was. I, I was going to be preaching and singing. I've led worship with like 103 temperature. I'd be up there just sweating, fevering, leading worship. Now I know nowadays it's like, oh. But right or wrong, you don't like it or not, I'm just telling you, I was so determined in my heart. This decision in my heart. And years pass, and I know many of you have those same kind of testimonies. People that say, thank you for poor. Now that, that boy that grew up, he's now married with kids, and he's actually leading worship at the church that we were at. See, there's fruit that comes from those that, that don't, Get weary and quit, and that stay in the fight. Amen? So this year, I'm fixing to be done here in just a second. This year, let's make some decisions. Amen? Make some decisions. Be the church. Be at church, at your job. Listen, show up. When you're there, show up, show out, do the best you can. When you're with your spouse or your family, show up, do the best you can to really be there. But this fragmented thing that we have, I'm not really with you, I'm kind of on my phone. I'm not really doing this, I'm kind of doing this. Really just be determined to show up and do things on purpose. Daniel chapter 8. You know where Daniel is? If you want to write this down, Daniel chapter 8, let's, let's go there. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1, it says, During the third reign of King Jehokim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Well, that kind of, we've seen some of that happen in our days. It says, The Lord gave him victory over King Jehokim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia. Okay, now he took back a lot of the people, including Daniel and those we know as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
they were the brightest, they were the smart ones, they they were quick, right? They were they were good good guys. And they took them into a land that was not their own. Right? It wasn't their culture. It wasn't, you know, they were in a place that was not that was not their own. And but in verse eight, I want to pick this up. Now just think about that. They're taking out, I'm just thinking if, if you got, you know, something happened. We get overrun by China and all that, and they took us and took us back to their land. I mean, just think about the mayhem. Think about, I know it's hard for us to even think about how that would be. But taken from your homeland, but not killed, but put in a place, a kingly palace to be trained with all the good. All this goodness laid before you. Like, I was just sort of glad that I didn't get killed. And now, look, we're putting up, we're in the Hilton. We're, we're, we're put up nice. But look what Daniel said in verse 8. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and the wine given him. Okay, he didn't want, they, they, were, they were pagans. They were offering stuff to idols. And Daniel was like, I'm not going to allow this culture. I'm not going to allow it to cause me to sin against my God, to defile me. And he said in one translation says that Daniel purposed in his heart. He determined in his heart. And then he ended up eating, you know, eating vegetables and doing a fast and, and they, God gave him favor. And the story goes on and on. Read, read Daniel. It'd be a great place to start this year in as we go in the new year, because I'm here to tell you that the culture that we live in is looking a little bit more like Babylon than it is the city of God. It just is. It, you look, you watch what's happening. It would look more like Babylon than the city of God. Have we determined in our heart to honor God no matter what happens? If you leave it up to probability of your feelings, of your circumstances, of how you feel, might as well just quit now. But if you go into it, see, we didn't know a lot of this stuff before COVID. We learned a lot. Some, some knew it better than others. So I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying as, as a general whole, it caught us off guard. Going into 2024, Lord, if it's a dark valley or it's a mountaintop, I'll serve you. I'll not turn from you. I've determined in my heart to be a shining light in a dark place. I purposed in my heart and I will not succumb to this enemy named probably if it works out, maybe if my, if my dog doesn't have a stomach ache, if I don't have, you know, there's, there's things that we allow, some of the smallest things that we allow, I'm here to tell us, let's go into it. I said, let's go into it with a determination in our heart 
that says no matter what comes from the top of the authorities of this earth, I will not defile my God whom I serve. I'll stand the test of time. We know that there's a whole lot about the woke culture, this and that, and they push things and they're, they're trying, everything we see, everything we hear will have a worldview, right? Everything. Every time you watch a show, you just, just, you gotta wait. You'll, you'll find out a worldview of the, where they're trying to lead us. And I'm telling you, it'd just be like trying to slip that idol meat into the diet. They're trying to slip it in there. Oh, watch this. We'll, we'll get them hooked on it. We'll, get, we'll, we'll entice them. But we have to be resolute in our heart. I believe that there is, as Heidi shared, there's, there needs to be a little bit of a reset. Joshua, would you mind coming back up? Just Joshua right now. It's fine. I believe that there needs to be, what do, what do I mean by reset? Let me, let me explain what I mean by reset this morning. You ever have a computer or a phone that it just it's just not acting right? And I I mean it's the first thing my family they're always like something's wrong because most of the time they're like they want a new phone out of it or a new phone so they could they bring me their complaints and I maybe I need new, you know just restart it. Like start there. And how many how many know what I'm talking about? If you've had we're all technology computers you know, it's like it just starts, you know, hit hit X and it's like, you know, things start not working right. You click this or you start typing and nothing happens. You're like, what's the deal? Enter, enter. You type it in. Nothing's happening. And you type it in and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, it puts everything you put up. It's like things start tripping out. And sometimes there's just like, just shut it down and restart it. I don't know if any of you felt like that feel like that a little bit that maybe like I'm I'm trying to do some things. I'm like trying to read my word and it's just like I mean I read that but I I don't even know what it said. Have you ever read like read a scripture? Maybe maybe I'm the only weird one in the room. But sometimes when I get distracted or stressed or I have anxiety or depression, it's like I read a scripture and I like, I like read, a, I promise I've done this before. I like read a whole chapter and I, and I tell you right now, if I put it down, I could not tell you not one thing I just read. Anybody done that before? And I'm like, I mean, it's like it did not register because my, my mind is succumbing to the pressures of this world, the cares, the anxieties, the things. And, and I'm here to tell you, this is the way I see it. I would say, yeah, I, I have the mind of Christ. Maybe I don't need to throw that computer out, but sometimes I need to just shut it down for a second and restart. And I feel like, and I believe, that there's some in the room that... It's been a while since you've read this. Maybe you've, you've read it, but it's, it's been as I described, you kind of, 
you didn't really, you didn't really read it. You kind of didn't really get it. I'm here to tell you that's happened to me this year. There's been times I pick up this word and I read it and I go, what did I just read? Because my mind has been distracted. It's so easy for the weights of this world to come on us. See, here's the thing about stress. Here's the thing about high intense situations and stress is that you, you lose, this is a general thing, you lose the ability of what they call fine motor skills. You know, to, 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 you know, to do something, you, you, you lose that ability. Those fine motor skills in law enforcement, in military, they try to induce stressful situations in training because they'll forget how to unholster their gun. You know, I mean, because it's, it's stressful. And so they have to train it. They train how to do it so that when stress comes, I've, I've trained that into me. But we lose those fine motor skills. And so we let all the things that have come against us keep us from connecting to his word and connecting to God's purpose in our life. And I'll be the first to tell you that that has been a journey that I've had to overcome. I have had to purpose in my heart. Pick this word up. Pick, pick my phone up. I even have audio Bibles and I've, I've listened to whole chapters before. And be like, what, what? What did she say? And click it again. I'm gonna listen to that again. And I'll listen, and then, oh, oh yeah, you know. And I've had to purpose in my heart to do that. There's those glitches in our life. I know that's a different kind of language to use. But I've asked the Lord that he would help me turn, like almost like turn things off. Turn back on, which does what? It reboots the critical systems for it to, to work. The basic operating system, the basic things so that they can come on and actually work. And God has put inside each and every, I believe this, he's put inside you a desire for eternity. He's put inside you a desire for God. He's put in you a desire. Some of you, it's like, it's like, you know, you have a desire for like love and, and even romance, you know what I mean? But you can live in a, in a place of dysfunction for so long. It's like, yeah, I want it, but I don't really anymore. I've just learned to live without it. And God wants us to stop and let him reset so that we can be awakened and go into 2024 with our with an, a fresh, a fresh vision, fresh hearing, you know, 
Anybody have glasses before they get smudged up? You know? Anybody have ears that get clogged? My daughter, her ears, she's been having, you know, her ears, you know, getting over a cold. She's like, huh? I'm talking to her. She's like, oh, I can't, what'd you say? You know, you know, if you can't see your eye, you know, those senses can be seen also in our spiritual life to clean out our ears so we can hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, so we can clean our vision, so we can see what he's doing, so we can be a part. Is anybody relate to that at all with me today anybody okay i tell you what can we do this for those that relate with me on that would you just come up here with me i just want to stand across the front i want you to make a stand in a few steps to be purposed this is part of your purposing i'm going to take a few steps to be purposed for god this year making that purpose decision I, want, I just want more of him. And there's any levels. It could be real bad or a little bit bad. Your, your glasses could be totally covered in mud or just need a little, a little cleaning, okay? Praise the Lord. Jordan, I know you came up, but we're going to let you sing. Can we sing that one look? I want to sing that chorus. You... And y'all, y'all can just, as it comes up, you can just start singing it. I'm just going to keep ministering for a moment. So across the room, let's just close our eyes for a moment. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let us just reset today. This is the last day of 2023. We can't go back and change anything. We can't go back and redo anything but we can move forward. So Lord, we just thank you that there would be like a divine reset right now. Just just a divine reset. I don't Lord, I don't even know how you do this. But Lord, I'm asking. By faith, we'd shut off those things and things that have gotten tangled and, and confused. Remember the old computers, you had to defrag them because They just were all disorganized. So, Lord, would you do it now? Those that are up here with me, you make this step of faith. Say, Lord, come help me. Restart. Reset. Stir my affections for you, Lord. leaving the things behind, leaving the past behind, reaching forward to the goal for the mark, Jesus. Lord, help us to be determined just like Daniel, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is no matter what Happens. Let the fire burn, but I will not turn from my God. And he will deliver me from this fire. But even if he doesn't, we'll still not bow. We will not bow. Lord, we bow our hearts and our minds to you. I want to take just a few moments in your own ways. I want you to think about the ways that you're thinking of how you can turn back to God in what way, what area,
your spiritual life, your daily routines to make him first.
It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year for this church. I do believe it. And I don't know when Jesus is coming back. And I don't, I'm not here to claim exactly how I know it's all going to go down, exactly how it's going to look. determining this that whether he comes back tomorrow or he waits till the next year I'm determined it's going to be a good year in that our life is given for his purpose and if we do that how can we fail how can we fail when to live is Christ, to die is gain. And it's like win-win. Amen? To a heart truly surrendered to Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. I'm going to pray over you before we go. But Lord, I want to just close out this time thanking you for what you've done, what you've spoken to us. Thank you, Lord, for sending us your word, giving us that story of Daniel so that we can be encouraged to be resolute in our heart and determined to keep our eyes on you, to never deny you. We thank you that you called us to be a part of this kingdom, the everlasting kingdom you've adopted us as your own and that our hope and our life is held in you.